Congratulations to all of you for making it up to the top of this mountain. It's beautiful up here. What a view. I wish we could stay here forever, but you know that's not possible. We're going to have to go back down there eventually. But being up here now gives us a unique perspective. It's called Perspective Peak. It's designed to do just that, to offer us a different perspective. Perspective is a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something. A point of view, an outlook, a frame of reference, a way of looking at or an interpretation of something. Used in a sentence, it would read, After that experience, her perspective on things had changed. And it's my hope that after this experience, your perspective will change. Both the experience of Trek in general and the experience of being on this mountain in particular. It matters how we look at things. I remember a cartoon about how women and men look differently at things. In the first frame, there was a beautiful, slim, attractive woman looking into a mirror, and she saw a sad, stressed-out, overweight figure staring back at her. In the second frame, there was a quite overweight, very out-of-shape man looking in a mirror, and he saw a healthy, trim, tone bodybuilder smiling and winking back at him. Her perspective was probably overly negative. His perspective was undoubtedly way too positive. But their perspectives define their images of themselves. It matters how we look at things. Several years ago, a marine biologist performed an experiment with a shark and some bait. She placed a shark in a large tank and dumped in a bucket of fish. As you would imagine, the shark quickly and violently swam over and gobbled up all the fish. A few days later, she did it again with the same result. Then she placed a two-inch thick glass divider in the tank and put the shark in one half and dumped a bucket of fish in the other half. The shark tried desperately to get at the fish, but after many attempts was unsuccessful and finally quit trying. This happened two or three more times with the same result. Soon, the shark would not even attempt to get the fish because he knew that he could not break the barrier and he had no more desire to be frustrated. Then the marine biologist removed the glass divider and dumped another bucket of fish in the tank. The shark did not even flinch, and the fish were free to swim anywhere they wanted, unharmed, and the shark did not make any effort to eat them. Many of us, after experiencing setbacks and failures, trials and challenges, and sin and discouragement, emotionally give up and stop trying. Like the shark in the story, we believe that because we were unsuccessful in the past, we will always be unsuccessful. We continue to see a barrier in our heads even when no real barrier exists between where we are and where we want to be. This is because of our perspective. Sometimes when we walk in the valleys and the canyons of life, or what I call the hard times, we get discouraged and sad and feel like we want to give up our negative perspective can change the way we live. We must never forget the mountaintops and the peaks, or what I call the inspiring times, because our positive perspective can also change the way we live. As the great identity thief, Satan continually seeks to rob individuals of divine identity and divine perspective. But you are a child of God, and Jesus Christ is your Savior. Your potential is nearly limitless. I hope that your perspective matches your potential. In many cases, our perspective makes all the difference in our lives. As Latter-day Saints, we have the audacity to believe that we can actually become like our Heavenly Father and live with Him eternally. This is among our most powerful perspective, and it drives us onward. Think about the perspectives the pioneers needed to have to make the journey they made 
They were just common people, but they had an uncommon perspective. I imagine there were many who looked at the Latter-day Saints who were leaving all they had to head west and probably said in their minds, these people are crazy. Who would do what they're doing? It did not make any sense to the onlookers because they did not have the pioneer perspective. They just didn't get it because they couldn't understand it. But, step by step, the pioneer perspective drove the pioneers onward. How about you? When people look at you and wonder why you don't drink, or smoke, or swear, or party, or live together, or act in an immoral way, they probably think you're crazy. They probably wonder, who lives like this? They don't get it because they don't understand it. They don't have your perspective. In Isaiah 55, Jesus Christ says, My ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. In other words, my perspective is different than yours. While we are worried about popularity, power, fashion, status, and material things, God is thinking and pondering about saving us. Those perspectives are very different. One thing that helps us have proper perspective is not to get too freaked out about the size of the task in front of us. A young woman might wonder, Oh no, how am I going to be a mother and raise a righteous generation of youth? Well, break it up into smaller sections. Today, just worry about falling in love. Tomorrow, just worry about pulling off that kiss in the temple across the altar where 70 people who have nothing to do and nowhere to go will be watching you kiss. Then, just worry about having one baby and not dropping it, or forgetting it, or leaving it somewhere. It's going to be okay. It's okay to have grand perspectives and not freak out about the size of the task. A young man might say, oh no, how am I going to be able to marry and provide for a family? Listen, today, just get your homework done. Tomorrow, just clean your room. Don't play too much Fortnite and think about what you'd like to do for work. Take a shower every day and practice good hygiene. Then do your best to get accepted to college or trade school. It's going to be okay. If we had to traverse these mountains in front of us, which we have had to, it seems like a huge task. Just break it up into smaller sections. Tonight, I will descend this mountain. Tomorrow, I will climb that mountain. The next day, I will descend that mountain. These little steps are sometimes called farsees, or small little landmarks we can attach our view to until we get there. Then we lock and load again. The great pioneer perspective was attached to many small manageable tasks that they did very well. I can hear them now. Uh, we have to walk all the way to Utah. Listen, right now, just go gather some firewood. Tomorrow morning, eat a little bit of breakfast. Then we'll set our sights on a landmark that we think we can make it to in one day. Farsees are little acts of faith. Remember, it's faith in every footstep, not faith in every massive land migration. Others have ascended mountains similar to this to gain perspective. Moses ascended a mountain like this, and he heard, I am the Lord thy God, thou art my son, and I have a work for thee to do. Wow! Moses saw all the works of God and worlds without number that were created by him. Then he said, Now I know that man is nothing, which thing I had never before supposed. Here is a man in Moses who used to be a prince in glorious Egypt, a polytheistic, idol-driven society. Now he was being told he was the son of the one true God. By the one true God. How do you think this changed his perspective? 
Abraham ascended up and saw all the works of God and learned about God's time. He learned about God's creations, Kolob and Kokubim and Cocoa Puffs and all this other solar system stuff. He learned of those who were chosen to be leaders long before they were born, and he found out he was one of them. Here's a man in, in Abraham who was once nearly sacrificed by his own father. Now he's been told he would become the father of many nations. How do you think this changed his perspective? Nephi ascended high atop a mountain. He saw all the works of God's hands. He saw the birth, crucifixion, and resurrection of Christ. He saw the Virgin Mary, the great and abominable church, and he saw the colonization of the very land that he was currently on his way toward. Here is a man who was struggling just to get along with his brothers and his in-laws with all their murmuring and complaining, and he just learned of the majesty of God and his plans. How do you think his perspective was changed? Shortly after the resurrection of Christ, two disciples, Luke and Cleopas, were walking on the road to Emmaus. Christ approached them and walked with them. They spent a few hours with the Savior while not knowing it was him. They sat together and began to dine. Christ then broke bread in front of them, and they thought, Wow, this sounds familiar. And just as they began to recognize who it was they were dining with, the Savior vanished out of their sight. And they lamented, We should have known. Didn't our hearts burn within us? Didn't we feel of his awesomeness as he walked with us? Didn't we hear him open the scriptures to us and feel of his holiness? We should have known. Those two gained some divine perspective that day that stayed with them long after the experience had ended. Some may ask, why climb? Well, just this. What is above knows what is below, and what is below does not know what is above. So one climbs, one sees. One then descends and can see no longer, but one has seen. There is an art of conducting oneself in the lower regions by the memory of what one saw higher up. When you have a spiritual experience, your perspective has been elevated. And even though that experience will end, its memory lives on within you and feeds you during the times that are less than inspiring. Life isn't always full of glorious peaks. It also comes with deep, dark canyons. It's the perspective up high that gives us the strength down low to faithfully and steadily just keep moving. When we don't have life-changing, elevating experiences, then we don't gain life-changing, elevating perspectives. Without elevated perspective, we can easily lose our way. Josh Groban sings, You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. Those are the glorious and inspiring times. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. Those are the difficult and challenging times. I am strong when I am on your shoulder. That is perspective. You raise me up to more than I can be. My friends, eternal divine perspective raises you up to more than you could otherwise be. Don't let this week's and this day's perspective leave you. Recharge, reset, recalculate, review and reclaim your divine perspective.